0: If I could put them in a jar, I know they wouldn't
1: stop, I'd do it if I could, I hope you know I would. Okay, cast us, we are recording, hello. Hello. Hey. Hey. Hey, here's hey. both of us. Great. Talking. Talking. Talking at the same time. <laughs> hello. Welcome to My So Pod Life, the podcast where we lovingly examine the genius that is My So-Called Life. We are your hosts, Kate. And Selena. Welcome, listeners. This is a project that is a long time in the making. We are happy to have you here with us. Uh, we are assuming that you love My So-Called Life as
0: we do. Uh, quick background. Selena, what is your experience with this show? So I didn't get to watch this show when it aired. Um, I, I did. I had a very strict TV schedule when I was a kid, so I only caught episodes of the show at friends' houses um, and sometimes it wasn't the entire episode and it was never in order. Okay. So I had seen it, but I didn't really have a lot of context for what was going on, except that I understood that I wanted that hair color and I had that haircut and that Angelo was a very deep person. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you caught the angst, the general angst. Yeah. Of the show. <laughs> and then when I went to college, my roommate had like a box set and then I finally got to watch it all in order. Um, you know, I was still a teen then, so yeah, you know, I still watched it with sympathetic teen eyes, right. not, not not with through the lens that I rewatched it through, yeah, a couple of years ago. I was
1: gonna say so you've seen it again, like as an adult,
0: yeah, when it first came on Hulu, I guess maybe it was longer than that. It was like five years ago when it first came on Hulu. Yeah, I was like, oh, watching this, yeah, like I had just gone through a breakup and I was like, the first thing I'm gonna do in this apartment that I live in by myself where I can do whatever I want is like light a whole bunch of candles and watch my so-called life. <laughs>
1: Nice. For those of you who don't know for well, you don't know us, but Selena and I are mass consumers of like all like kind of junk TV, not like like reality show TV, but 90s kind of pure, like Saved by the Bell 90210, just real, that real good teenage crap TV. Yeah, it's good. We have a love for it. Um, so, yeah, I actually I never saw this show in real time. I caught it. I think it was like it just went off the air on, on like NBC or wherever it, it actually aired Um, at the age where I would actually have watched it. But right after that, they started showing it in reruns on MTV. And I just anytime I was flipping, flipping through and saw it, I would watch it. And Oh my God, every once in a while you'd get those like sweet Saturdays where they would just marathon it all day. yeah. And I would watch it all day. And like my junior high boyfriend, we would sit on the phone and watch the episodes and we had them memorize and we would quote them. And it was just like, Oh, it was the best thing. So yeah. So since then I've seen it, I don't even know. I've rewatched it how many times on Hulu, just cause it's one of those things that's like great to have on the background. Yeah. Um, but yeah, both Selena and I are like, we love this show, so it's, we're we're coming from a place of like having a really actual deep-seated fondness for the show, but knowing that it's still pretty cringy in parts,
0: like I mean, yeah, it's the way that you remember your own teen years being like, "Wow, I thought I was real deep." Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't have notebooks from that time, but I remember the stuff that I wrote,, yeah. and like oh,
1: the drama. Yeah, yeah we're not here to like tear the show down. We love it as much as you do, but we're we're gonna talk about the parts that are are problematic and don't hold up as well too <laughs> as well as the parts that we love. Normally I think what we're gonna try to do for the format of the show is follow the storylines of different characters so there'll be like a like a Graham and Patty storyline and like an Angela, Rayanne, and Ricky storyline. But for the, the pilot, it's all kind of interwoven as most pilots are, it kind of just follows the main character. So we're just gonna break it down as the plot goes on and uh, we'll see how we go for for future episodes. So the first thing we see is we meet Angela and Rayanne being a very teenagery and begging for strangers for or begging strangers for change. We learned that Angela Chase, the main character, just started hanging out with her friend Rayanne because if she didn't, it seemed like she would, quote, die or something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you're familiar with the show, the the opening of the pilot where they whisper, go now, go, the go now, go, is a little different in the pilot than it is in the other episodes. So I don't know if they changed it subsequently. But I found out that the the person who whispers that is actually A.J. Langer, who plays Rayanne. And she sang it to Angela in actually in that first scene where they're kind of like around that phone booth. Right. Like talking to strangers and stuff, kind of urging her to like go out and talk to strangers. Yeah. And they eventually adapted that to become like a symbol of Ryan kind of like pushing Push- her out of the nest. Right. To become her new, her newfound self. So she doesn't die or something. So she doesn't die or something. <laughs> so they're, they're just kind of like doing that thing that teenagers do where they're talking to to random strangers and being like, "It's so funny because we're so crazy." Right? Yeah. yeah. Did
0: Did you do that?
1: Oh, of course. And we were so obnoxious, and people probably hated us. Yeah. And we're just like, we're hippies. We're nuts. Like she's crazy. And it's just, oh. <laughs> yeah, gosh.
0: my friends and I used to go accost people downtown and pretend that we had British accents, which <laughs> they I probably mean, probably
1: believed you. They, they, I'm sure that
0: we were very believable, <laughs> yeah. and everyone just thought that we were just these these poor British children, like you know, yeah. lost in the desert. Yeah, in Palm Springs, Springs, which is where I grew up,
1: (laughs) where so so many British immigrants. Oh my gosh, the British immigrant population in Palm Springs is it causes a lot of conflict. It's a real problem, honestly. It's a real problem. Yeah, Um, yeah. So the the scene was actually shot in uh, Pasadena. the The whole show is supposed to take place in a fictional town called Three Rivers, Pennsylvania, Uh, but I think the majority of it is actually shot in Pasadena, California. In this pilot episode, Claire Danes is 14 years old, and AJ Langer, who plays Ran, is around 20. So there's a bit of an age gap. I think the there's what only two characters in the show that are actually Holly or um, high school age. Yeah,
0: it's just Danielle and Angela.
1: I think so, and are, maybe Brian.
0: No. Oh yeah, and Brian. Brian yeah. is also.
1: Yeah. Everybody else
0: is a legit adult. Yeah. All right. We'll, Not a teen. We'll look into ages.
1: Also, originally, uh, Alicia Silverstone was actually up for the part of Angela, which. I'm I'm kind of glad they went with Claire Danes.
0: Yeah. I, really I mean, I could see that working, but it seems weird. I mean, it seems weird in retrospect just because I think about Clueless and I don't think that this yeah. this is her. So in this first episode,
1: we just learned that uh, Angela and Rayanne just started hanging out because Angela's a little more like straight-laced innocent and Rayanne's like the wild child hippie
0: whatever. She probably has one of those moms. It's like the cool
1: mom. Yeah. Yeah. Which we will find out she does. Yeah. All right. Uh, so right after that, we go straight, uh, to the, the classic high school hallway where it's like lockers and we get an introduction to kind of some of the main characters. We uh, meet Sharon, who is Angela's childhood friend that she's kind of like outgrowing. Um, we see Brian, who's the boy next door getting
0: violently pushed up against a locker. (laughs) Charming. It's charming. Yeah.
1: It's like a little, like, this is high school. So this high school was actually, the location is actually here in, uh, West LA, um, So, yeah, they're just kind of – she's giving us a basic introduction of high school. We're seeing, like, the cheerleaders and, like, the jocks and the bullies and the nerds and whatever. And then we see these (laughs) boys staring at her. (laughs) Boys is in quotes because these dudes are
0: easily 35, 40. 40 for sure. Plus. It's like like if you have a friend whose dad is kind of cute at that age and, like, his friends. Like a stepdad. (laughs) Yeah, like a stepdad. It's, it's those guys, but for some reason they're at high school
1: with you. Yeah. That, it, yeah. Yeah. The, the extras in this time, like for TV is, it, I mean, 90210 is a basic example of just the extras are always like 35 and 40, say by the bells the same way. It's just, you see these extras that are supposed to be like 16 and they are clearly like actors guild. Yeah. <laughs> old, old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so she says that these, these boys, you have to like not notice them noticing you um, so she's kind of walking through the hall, seeing all the stuff. She looks out a window and sees Ricky and Rayanne, uh, Rayanne and her other friend Ricky, uh, ditching, running off campus, and it's like, oh my gosh,
0: so subversive. Bad kids. They're <laughs> leaving school. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and okay, so throughout the, I mean, obviously if you know the show, you'll know, but throughout this episode and throughout the show, we get these like witticisms from Angela <gasps> that are just—I
0: don't know if I would call it—it's—it's—it's it's, it's more of a—it's. It, it's more of an aphorism. it's like a yeah, because they're so heartfelt. Yeah, like, yeah, just these pearls of wisdom almost oh,
1: man, so deep, just so. And I remember, I mean watching this as a young person, sometimes she would say stuff that I was like, yeah, I can really relate to yeah. that. But even as a kid, there was some stuff that I was, I was just like, like That's really bananas. Yeah, yeah. All right. so this is the first uh, the first thing that we get from Angela regarding high school. School is a battlefield
2: for your heart.
1: Okay, uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, all right, sure. We go straight from there to Angela's bathroom where she is dyeing her hair crimson glow red because Rayanne, her alleged friend, told her that her hair was holding her back in life. Which, Quote, like, honestly, at
0: this point, Rayanne, wh- who says that? Yeah, what? What does that mean? Who says that? Is that a nice thing to say?
1: Imagine if you met somebody and started hanging out with them at school and they were like, um, your hair is holding you back in life. I'd be like,
0: whoa. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I can that's kind of what this girl is though. Like I did have a friend. I, I wouldn't call her friend necessarily, but I did know this girl like that who explained to me at one point that the fact that I wasn't using a liner, a lighter to melt my eyeliner meant that I was never going to be a real adult.
1: Oh, well. She's she so, right. <laughs> yeah, I still don't do it.
0: So mentally, still thirteen. Yeah, I do not melt my eyeliner with a lighter. Oh my goodness. Sorry, I, you're okay. <laughs> um,
1: so yeah, Angela, Angela's hair is the the classic crimson crimson glow red. It was originally supposed to be bleached platinum blonde was the original idea for it, but they thought it would be too harsh with her pale complexion. I agree. I think they. Yeah. I think that
0: would have been a nightmare. Good move.
1: Uh, okay, so downstairs, Angela's mom, Patty, and Patty's
0: flippin' giant brown mom blazer. Oh, the shoulders. And, I know. So much. I don't, and the way that her ponytail, like her mom ponytail, which I think is being held like tied by a bow it's like a it's half up a, it's, it's like a half up situation with a clip and like bangs it's just like
1: the most mom 90s hair it really is yeah and I mean
0: there are two kinds of mom 90s hair and we'll, we'll get and to, we'll to the get to one. next one because she has both of them but <laughs> no. it, there's this one with this like sort of overwrought all of these accessories in it and then there's the like you know short choppy yeah sassafras mom right hair. oh we're getting there mm-hmm. you guys uh, My mom had that hair. Oh,
1: everyone's mom had that <laughs> hair. So yeah, so she's seeing Angela's hair for the first time and Patty loses her dang mind over it. She She acts like Angela walked in with like a face tattoo or something, of course, because the 90s. Um, so then Patty meets Ran and Ricky for the first time and is like unnecessarily weird to them because they're perfectly polite teenagers. They come in and they're like, Oh, hello, Mrs. Chase. Like you have a beautiful home. And she's just like,
0: mm-hmm. Like who are
1: these weird children? That's yeah. <laughs> like no time for them right off the bat. So odd. Oh, Cause Patty. Um, unless I'm mistaken, I think, as it is with most pilot episodes, I think this is a different kitchen. Totally different see. kitchen. Okay, yeah. I think it opens up. This is kind of like white and it's set up super weird. Yeah. So uh, later that evening, we go to the the Chase dinner table where we meet Graham Dad, Graham the granddad, and Angela's little sister Danielle for the first time. Uh, she <laughs> This is actually one of the lines that I actually do remember as a as a teenager being like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I
0: honestly. I still feel this way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she, it depends on how your relationship with your mom uh, (laughs) shook out. But uh, for me, this still resonates.
2: Lately, I can't even look at my mother without wanting to stab her repeatedly.
1: Yeah. So she talks about a couple things, which is like the observation of people chewing and then stuff with her mom and everything. So, yeah.
2: I cannot bring myself to eat a well-balanced meal in front of my mother. It just means too much to her. I mean, if you stop to think about, like, chewing what it really is, how people just do it,
1: like, in public. And then they all talk about the flippin' revolution that is um, Angela's hair. Like, they've
0: never seen a red-haired person. Like, red isn't even a natural color. No.
1: It's, it, it, like, dominates the, the whole conversation around the dinner table. This would never happen in anyone's household that I know they would just be like, oh, your hair's red. Okay, well, that's, I wish you'd talk to us about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's more of the permission issue, but they're acting like she's, like, shaved her head and pierced her nose a bunch of times, and suddenly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and and it's just it's red hair. Yeah, <laughs> and it was brown before. Yeah, and it's not
1: it's not. In case you haven't seen, it's not like fire engine red. It's, it's like, like maroon. It, yeah, it's, it's like that '90s
0: maroon. Yeah, that's
1: all that it is. Yeah, it's fine. Oh. Okay, so we go from there upstairs to this this scene that I can't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to make of this. So basically, it's this thing where. Angela's in a towel and she comes out of the shower and her hair is wet. And she's giving us all this exposition about how she and her dad used to be closer, but now that she's older, their relationship is kind of weird. I think as she says, my breasts have come between us. That's, yeah. That's the sad truth says. is my breasts have come between us. So they have this weird back and forth where like Graham is kind of, her dad's kind of like bumbling, like he's like carrying a bunch of stuff. And is it, the whole thing is just to set up that he's like, he doesn't know what to do
0: with the fact that he's seeing his daughter in a towel which is weirdly, I'm not sure. And the tone of this scene is yeah. so, like, there's almost, like, sexual tension. Yeah. And it feels like I understand that they're trying to tell us like now things are awkward because he sees her as a sexual person yeah. or something and, and it's but, his firstborn and he used to be she used to be his little girl right, and now but she's the tone like, of it is like running into your hot younger co-worker <laughs> accidentally wearing a t- like not your child yeah and it's really odd
1: yeah and then it's it's further like a further point is put on it because then Graham goes into the bedroom with Patty his wife and it's like you need to tell her to what does he say like to cover up more Something. Yeah, and it's just like Dude, that's weird that's your daughter I don't know I'm not a dad so I don't know yeah it's, it's weird uh so they're kind of like trying to relate and he's like oh how's school and it's this weird like superficial thing and then Angela tells her dad I'm starting to like Anne
0: Frank and he says is she a sophomore too yeah <laughs> which like you know I but it's a weird way. To, that's a weird thing to say. That I'm like starting like, to like Anne Frank. Like I'm. That, it's like saying I'm starting to get into Led Zeppelin. Right. I'm starting to like David Bowie. I'm like starting to like Pearl Jam. Yeah. Anne Frank is not like a thing that people a like. thing to get into. <laughs> There's not like an Anne Frank subculture. Yeah. You, like <laughs> it's such a weird way to phrase it. It is. Like she's not going to Anne Frank con. Yeah. Or whatever. And I get, yeah, I get that it's just a
1: thing that she's saying, like, yeah, this is this new thing I'm into. We're reading Anne Frank. It's really interesting. But I'm starting to
0: like Anne Frank. I mean, I guess if you think about what, the way she talks about her later in the episode, what she means is, I'm starting to make Anne Frank about myself. Yes. Oh, I'm gosh. starting to make the diary of Anne Frank about myself. Spoiler, in, guys. This is a running theme. That which is, case, oh, yeah. starting to like Anne Frank kind of makes sense if you're going to, like, make it a thematic thing that has everything to do with you. Right. And nothing to do with the Holocaust. <laughs>
1: Oh, goodness. Okay,
0: so as we mentioned,
1: Graham goes into uh, the bedroom. to they, they do a little parent powwow over what else? Angela's hair. And it's a whole thing. Um, so they're in bed talking about it. And Graham uh, says that it's just like, it's normal teenage rebellion, and it could be worse. And then freaking self-absorbed patty. Makes it all about herself and thinks that Angela did it just to get a rise out of her and it's a whole thing. And in the midst of them talking, Patty straight up slams Graham with the sick burn about what a dork he was in high school. So let's listen to that. I mean, she could be cutting class, doing drugs,
2: having sex like we did.
0: I never cut class. And you never had sex in high school. So they did do drugs is what they're saying. Yes, but like Patty,
1: <laughs> Patty, was that necessary to add that slam in there? Could you just like oh, I have I have patty issues, you guys. We'll get into it. Um okay, so next day we are back in the high school hallway where guys we meet
0: Jordan Catalano. Jordan Catalano, Jordan Catalano, doing
1: his signature move, the lean and ache, because he is emo. We didn't have
0: emo back then, though. It wasn't called that. No,
1: he's using eye drops because he's always closing his eyes, like it quote hurts to look at them. Oh, is that what the
0: eye drops are for? I thought it was because he's a stoner.
1: (laughs) Clearly, (laughs) (laughs) the implications are obvious. Uh, Yeah, so originally Jared Leto was actually only supposed to be in the pilot episode, but apparently the showrunners saw that freaking amazing lean and just had to have him. Yeah, so they
0: they wrote the lean into the show as like his main character trait because some real person in real life loved that lean, which is like such... such a crazy revelation to me because it seems like one of those things he would write in is like, you know, like, what do teenagers get moony over? Like, oh, look how he leans. Like, no, some adult woman was like, (laughs) look how he leans. We got to write it in.
1: Put him in the show. Uh, Jared Leto actually in, in the real show is 22 against Claire Danes 14 which is inappropriate yeah i think it kind of le- no it doesn't level out because he's always out. over 20 and she gets to be like 16 17 yeah. so yeah so like so angela's fawning over him in the hallway and saying oh my gosh he leans so amazingly so in the bathroom ran and angela are discussing angela's crush on jordan and ran tells her that she has to go to this party at tino's tomorrow night so
0: this is the first time we hear about tino tino mysterious tino we're never gonna see him no spoiler alert yeah
1: I don't, yeah, so they referenced Tino a lot. Do you have any idea,
0: we were trying to figure this out, Tino's age? Well, so, based on the fact, this is kind of what we figured out what with it. detective work, <laughs> our minimal detective work, based on the fact that he seems to know a bunch of the kids in high school, and he definitely knows Jordan, Jordan who has been held back a couple of years, mm-hmm. he's, he's definitely out of high school, so over 18, maybe 20, Yeah. so a legitimate... I mean, legal adult, legal adult. But that gets all these kids into like parties and, and clubs and, and whatever. So like, what is Tino's job or like what, like what is Tino's drugs? back end? Tino
1: gives them drugs. Well, sure.
0: <laughs> right. Tino's a drug dealer, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, cause that's the only reason you're doing favors for underage kids, right? Is to get them to places where you can sell drugs to them. I
1: guess. Yeah. Because and thru- friends. Yeah. Throughout the show, in case you guys aren't familiar, like Tino gets dropped into, he's always like the mysterious person that can pr- provide like fake IDs. He's a fixer. Or, yes.
0: He's a teen fixer. Tino the fixer. All right, we've got it. But he's probably not any older than like 25, <laughs> I think. That's so creepy. But that seems like an adult when you're a teen. Like, that remember that? That seems like an adult now. <laughs> Ugh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Have you talked to 25-year-olds? Uh, legal adult. I just alienated our 25-year-old audience. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Stay with us. Are 25-year-olds watching this show? No.
1: I hope so. If you're here, God bless you.
0: Yeah, Uh, if you're 25, send us an email and tell us about this show and what you think about it. Yeah. If you're 25, I want to hear about it.
1: For sure. Okay, so we go from there to uh, yearbook. Angela, Sharon, and Brian are in yearbook where they're voting on the theme to be the year 2000. (laughs) This was filmed in 1994, just so you have some context. And uh, so they're just kind of looking around the yearbook room and we get Angela's take on high school. My parents keep asking how school was. It's like saying,
2: how is that drive-by shooting? You don't care how it
0: was. You're lucky to get out alive. It should be noted that that is said uh, from inside her turtleneck sweater. (laughs) That's right. She pulls her sweater over her head. And the camera follows her inside. Yeah. So you see everything she sees from inside her sweater as she tells you about how school is like a drive-by shooting. Well, she
1: can't bear to look at it because it's like a drive-by shooting. Right. Uh, So, yeah, they're basically just discussing yearbook, and Angela quits because she doesn't do activities. (laughs) She just straight up gets up in the middle of the class and is like, I don't want to do this. Which, like, this is going to be a
0: running theme, too. People in this school just get up and leave class or come into class whenever there are no rules about this. When I was in high school, there were definitely a lot of rules about this, and I would like to know if this is a TV high school. If, If you... Also, send us an email if you went to a high school where you could come and go as you pleased. <laughs> I really want to know if is that was a real thing anywhere. Is one of those,
1: anywhere. like, expressive, artistic high schools? Right. Like, just-
0: this, is, this, is not, this is not a no. school for the arts. This is not the fame high school. You can't just leave. You don't have an audition. No. If you were in your book and you were like, I'm done with
1: this. I don't want to do this anymore, they'd be you like, would okay, just, we'll go sit in back in the back of class. You yeah, you, you would just, just
0: and- sulk in the corner until the yeah. bell rang, and then you would leave, and then you would go to the office and, like, do whatever paperwork you had to do to change your schedule to get, like, yeah. study hall or, like... Dance class two
1: or whatever. You can't just be wandering the halls, Angela. Um, Okay, so we need to discuss what Sharon is wearing in this scene. (laughs) So Sharon... If you know, Sharon is
0: already like the queen of like scrunchies and giant cat hair hair. Like it's just like this big like thing. And that was a thing in the 90s. And like Sharon is definitely the the uber representative of that particular kind of style.
1: Right. And it's so sad because they dress her so frumpy. And at least like the first part of this show, she's just dressed like such a 90s mom. It's terrible. But in this scene, so she's wearing like a it's like a pink button up collared shirt with kind of like puffy sleeves and over that she's wearing that like classic mom tapestry vest that's yeah. like a woven flowery vest yeah. and then maroon pants and then and
0: we've seen this outfit earlier in the episode and it's already not great yeah but then in your book but then we get the full scope of what's happening down below she- which is bright pink socks
1: inside of like open-toed tan grandma sandals like sas shoes straight up sas shoes like or- and it's orthotic <laughs> <laughs> yeah Platform sandals. Yeah. Who who and why? Why? Why did nobody say, like, this is like a 15 or 16-year-old child. Don't dress her like a mom or a grandma, really, essentially, like a 90s grandma.
0: I mean, I think part of part of her outfits, though, is sort of this telegraphing, like, this is the thing that Angela is moving away from. Like, mm-hmm. what, like we don't want to see that. I don't want to see those grandma sh- sandals and socks. Like, oh. Angela doesn't want to be seen with that. Like, Sharon is not in the place that she wants to be. And I think that that is part of why she's dressed that way? That's true. That's a good point. But it is horrifying. <laughs> it's <laughs> nobody truly should, horrifying. Nobody should
1: be looking at it. Uh, so the next day, we see Ricky in the girls' bathroom for the first time, applying eyeliner. Uh, he actually echoes Angela's thoughts about Jordan Catalano and says, "Like, don't you love the way he leans?" Which this is pretty. This is like forward thinking. This is like the. It was like you were saying, like the first time that we actually see him unapologetically. Just
0: expressing that he likes guys. Right. And And we just sort of jump into the middle of it. Like, there's no, like, big reveal coming out episode. It's just like, this is Ricky. He likes guys. He will talk about it in a casual way. Like, I feel like I still don't really see gay characters on TV who do this now. Like, there's very little representation of that kind of character where it's not... Some a big to do or a very special episode. You know, yeah. it's just this is Ricky, and that was revolutionary then, but I think it's still revolutionary now.
1: Yeah, because he was the first openly gay character on a TV show. Let alone, I mean, I think there was like there was DeGrassi, like the original. Yeah, or De- DeGrassi. DeGrassi, Degrassi. <laughs> depending on how you want to go.
0: DeGrassi. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, and then also I appreciate that they didn't, like, they didn't dumb this down by having a thing where he goes into the girls' bathroom and girls, like, run out screaming. And it's like, you're not supposed to be here. Right. It's just kind of like, yeah, he's there because he's Ricky. So, yeah, I really appreciated that. Um, Okay, so next we see... Uh, so we see this montage of of Brian <laughs> Krakow, who is like Angela's also kind of childhood like boy next door friend, um, and it's like this montage of him in all these different classes giving the correct answer, like being the first one with, with his hand raised to kind of you know set up that he is the brain, and it leads us into this amazing scene, <laughs> which should be t- titled "Angela is an a hole," because this is where they're discussing Anne Frank, and we get oh Angela
0: back to Anne Frank.
2: So how would you describe Anne Frank? Lucky. Is that supposed to be funny, Angela? How on earth could you make a statement like that? Hmm? Anne Frank perished in a concentration camp. Anne Frank is a tragic figure. How could Anne Frank be lucky? I don't know. Because she was trapped in an attic for three years. (laughs) This guy she really liked.
0: Oh, Angela. (laughs) And while she's saying this, I think it's important because, you know, this is not a visual podcast. <laughs> I think it's important to note that while she's saying all of this, she's like draped over her desk like a sloth, like like her arms are hanging off the side of the desk and like she can barely hold her head up. She can be barely, she's like barely bothered to be engaged in this conversation
1: in the first place without spouting all this flippant ignorant nonsense about how Anne Frank is lucky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then also, so while she's... While she's talking about this, Jordan Catalano walks into her class. Again, to just your point, whenever just people just whatever they want to do, sits down while she's talking and then takes out those remember those ice drops, they had like cinnamon and mint ones that yeah. are like liquid in a bottle and puts those in his mouth. Cause smoking. Right. So yeah. And so this is another thing that is so presumably he is what, like two years, one or two years older than she is, but right. he's in her English class. I think they is- say he
0: got left back twice, so that would make her two him two years older than she is. Okay. And, and she's a freshman? And she's soph- a sophomore. Sophomore.
1: Okay. So he's a senior in her English class. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So <laughs> rightly so. Uh, Angela's teacher expresses concern over this <laughs> and asks her to stay at a, or stay after class to talk to her because she is concerned. Um, it's this whole business about like her hair is different and she's hanging out with different friends. Things. I don't know. Would teachers ever notice this? Uh, so I had some teachers who noticed this stuff. If they take like an actual interest in you. I, yeah. I feel like especially but, English teachers. But th- yeah. And that's yeah.
0: actually who mine were that took an interest in this kind of stuff. Yeah. But the ones that stopped me for like, Hey, are you doing okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't ever like this teacher is kind of almost like disapproving. Yeah. Yeah. And the teachers who did that to me were like coming from a place of love. yeah, Yeah. It was a very genuine, like, are you doing okay? Yeah. And I was not, but I didn't tell them that it was fine. Right. Um, but it was it, this is a weird sort of confrontational are you doing okay that feels kind of not exactly how it would go
1: yeah also okay as an aside this teacher this is the one that if you remember the the series she has like curly hair and her bra strap is always falling down she's like well intentioned but kind of sloppy i
0: really like that detail though i like the falling down bra strap I, agree. I think that that telegraphs this really sort of like it tells you exactly who she is in this really tiny detail Specific and i think that's way. really clever yes
1: but uh Angela makes this comment about like oh it's always so sad to see you know teachers lunches and it's true because it's like when you're a kid watching a teacher be humanized is super weird cuz right. you think of them as other, this other thing. But to be fair, this woman pulls a tuna sandwich out of a
0: filing cabinet that's in a pyrex dish uh, yeah a glass pyrex dish so it's ostensibly it's lunchtime it's been in this pyrex dish in the filing cabinet for at least four hours yeah warm tuna sandwich, a tuna sandwich. <laughs> in a filing cabinet this sandwich is not even cut in half
1: <laughs> what kind of monster it's a how can
0: you do this who can do this
1: In a Pyrex dish. Not even in like a foil thing where you can like open it up and it becomes a plate. It's like a pyrex where you have to reach down in there into your And you gotta reach down
0: in there with both of your hands because that sandwich is not cut. Into this warm tuna abyss to just pull out this
1: oh this horrible sandwich. It's upsetting. Oh my gosh. Okay, so this is also the teacher who is uh, running the yearbook, so she she brings that up and is like, Oh, why did you quit yearbook? And we get this, oh man, this just real Angela brand nonsense. Yeah.
2: It just seems like you agreed to have a certain personality or something for no reason, just to make things easier for everyone. But when you think about it, I mean, how do you know if it's even you? And I mean, this whole thing with yearbook, it's like everybody's in this big hurry to make this book, to supposedly remember what happened, but it's its not even what really happened, it's what everybody thinks was supposed to happen. Because if you made a book of what really happened, it'd be a really upsetting book.
1: You know, in my humble opinion. <laughs> I don't even want to try to unpack that while it was playing. I was like, I'm already so bored halfway through. It's th- this it's is
0: fine. Th- it's fine. This is the part that made me, I mean, you hear this now and it's just like, good lord. <laughs> And then I think about who I was at the age that Angela is when she's saying this. And Mm. I think, oh, man, that was me. Yeah. Not great. Oh, just bad job, Pasolina. Yeah,
1: just (laughs) spouting just poetic, babbling nonsense. This is also, we get the first in my humble opinion of the series, which I think there are a few of.
0: Yeah, that's kind of one of her vocal trademarks.
1: Yeah, I think she and, well, she and Patty say it. So it's like a, it's a, it's an echo, a chase woman thing. Clever. Oh, man. So the way that they transition into the next scene is that Angela kind of looks off at like, you know, a 45 degree angle of like, "Mm, just drop some knowledge. And then they do this transition from her face into Anne Frank's face. In case you didn't get it, they're the same. (laughs) On the cover of the book, so that we understand the comparison. Are we trying to draw a comparison between Angela and Anne Frank in this thing? Is that Here's what happening? I think is
0: problematic. Okay. Angela is trying to draw a comparison between herself and Anne Frank. Gotcha. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> but she's an obnoxious teenager. The True. show trying to draw the comparison, which is what it seems like it's doing, yeah. totally unacceptable no. to me. And appropriate. Like, the point of Angela doing it is that, like, you're a dick. Yeah. The point, if, if the show is going to collude with her on right. that, unacceptable, unacceptable. Am, like am I supposed to be like you're right it is like Anne Frank being a teenager is like and yeah no
1: you were trapped in this straight-laced life and you just got to break out no not okay so uh later that night we're downstairs in the kitchen and she and Graham are having like a little heart-to-heart which is nice after the whole you know we're not as close as we used to be and they're kind of like trying to relate on this level of We hate Patty. It's not so much that. It's more like... That's just the lens we like to see. (laughs) Uh, Graham's coming from a place of like, just try to be nicer to your mom. She's kind of freaking out over this hair thing. And Angela's kind of like trying to explain how they get along. And they have this little... I know this isn't the point of the scene, but they have this moment that I kind of love.
2: Out of nowhere, she'll get in this mood and her lips will get all tight. It's just so obvious that she's looking for someone to... Blame. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Graham knows.
1: Graham's like, I oh, know, but just <laughs> just be nice to her for everyone's sake. Just, you know, make make things happy in the house. This is also where we learn, because uh, Angela exposits, that Graham was supposed to be a chef. And like had all these dreams to be a chef, but Patty chopped off his balls and forced him to work at her family's printing business. Not exactly phrased like that. (laughs) So (laughs) I might be paraphrasing. Um, but so now Patty is like his boss at home and And at work. Yeah. Which is like kind of what's implied. Yeah. Um, so in the, like, classic TV trope kind of way, Angela gets Graham, Graham's permission to go to the party by way of telling him that it's, like, practice for a play. This is the party that uh, Rayanne was talking about that uh, at Tina's. party. Yeah, earlier reference party. Um, and in the same classic trope, he agrees because he's, like, that clueless dad that's, like, well, I guess. And, you know, if you have a play to if practice. If you say so. Yeah. Graham Which,
0: I mean that really does I think Graham is such a good dad he and is. that I feel like this really does him a disservice because he's not a moron. No,
1: and that's the so Watching this as a young person, I I think I was, you know, I'm supposed to identify with Angela and be like, ah, the parents, you know. Right. Yeah, like, let her have her freedom and whatever. Watching this as an adult, I thought going into it that I'd be like, oh, now I'm going to identify with Patty as an adult, you know, just trying to, right. you know, do the thing. And Graham and Patty are just trying to do their best. I love Graham. I think Graham is actually an awesome dad. I still, like... And instead of looking at Patty as like a nagging, horrible mom, I just look, her, I look at her as a nagging, horrible wife. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just, I'm like, oh, hashtag free Graham. I just... Seriously. <laughs> I <swear. laughs> um, Okay. So now that she has his permission, we get to go to the 90s party that ever was. <laughs> yeah. In
0: that, this... Never existed. No. (laughs) This is like the combination of every 90s party thing you can possibly think of, and it never happened. It never happened. And this is totally like studio
1: executives and writers sitting around being like, what do 90s kids do at parties? Because I went to plenty of, I went to house parties that were as close to this as you can get, where there were like bands playing in the backyard, and people's parents weren't home and whatever. But it was never, this party has like a band on a stage. This party is
0: produced. Yeah.
1: There are lights. There are amps they're like people drinking it is packed with like more people that we than we've
0: ever seen in the high school and and the the amount of people that are drinking and the cups and it like it almost seems like there must be a functional bar somewhere that we can't see yeah and like it's like a small festival yeah yeah exactly
1: it's It's, but in but not over the top just in that way that you always see on
0: tv shows where you're just like who's whose house and whose party and who is orchestrating this and who is making sure that this is running smoothly because it feels like yeah. Somebody must be in charge here of, of just making sure the party's happening. Yeah. Like a high school party or like, you know, little bit older kids than high school party does not happen in this sort of no organized manner. So the band that's playing <laughs> is a band called Animal Bag. In real life,
1: they have albums. Um, they're like a quintessential 90s band. They've been compared to the Red Hot Chili Peppers. We did some research on Animal Bag. Uh, Half their members are dead, including... Two out of four.
0: Yeah, two out of four, including one who died at 35 of, quote, natural causes. So we couldn't figure out what that was. I don't know how that happens. Or, I mean, I feel like natural causes is when you die in your sleep.
1: Yeah. Or you die because your body's just like, I'm done. Right.
0: And... You could die in your sleep at thirty-five, but that would mean that you had like an aneurysm or something like that. Yes. Which doesn't count as natural causes. Because N- I what feel like I if it was something specific, they would have said like died of a coronary or yeah.
1: such as the other the other member who died, whose name is Boo Duckworth. That's a man's name. Is that his real legal name? Boo Duckworth. But he died from a ruptured ulcer. So yeah. yeah. Also young, but that's like yeah. an actual cause. Um okay, so let's get like a real just Just let's get a taste of animal bag. A real salty taste of animal bag. All right. Okay. So (laughs) Angela's at this backyard rager and it's like moshing and people drinking and whatever. And so she slips and falls in this huge pile of mud or this like puddle of mud or whatever. And so she's all upset and she
0: goes inside the house of Tino, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's Tino's party, but no that's true it's tino's party we don't know that it's that doesn't mean it's his house this might just be a place he has events because who is tino right (laughs) so she goes inside the stranger's house by the way nobody
1: else this is not a house party no one else is in the house it's not like people are in the kitchen everyone's in the backyard so she just makes her way into this house to escape the, the crowd and finds jordan catalano sitting on a chair watching the video for i touch myself by the divinals on mute so the implication being that he's just stoned. Yeah, he's way. kind
0: of just like looking agog at it and like the, the boob part comes on and he's like, oh, like yeah. that's, that's what he's doing, I guess. Yeah. So he's just staring at this TV. So she comes
1: in, sees him. There's like a bit of business where she like tries to get out of this door and it's somehow locked from the inside. Yeah. I don't know. Or something. Or something. She it tra- feels like one of those like... Or locked um, from the outside. I mean, yeah.
0: It feels like one of those like improv class actor choices that they just let her do. <laughs> Yeah, it's like oh I find that the door is locked. What now, do I do? What now? do I do? <laughs> yeah,
1: so then she decides to to because she can't Read a room and understand that Jordan doesn't want her there She sits down and attempts to have a conversation with him. no,
0: but first she first she just stares at him for what feels like a really long time she That's just true. really eyeballs him for a really long time until he uncomfortably finally speaks to her
1: Yeah, so she just kind of slunks down in the chair and then the two members of the brain trust have this conversation
2: <laughs> This doesn't seem like a Friday
1: is Thursday.
2: Oh, are you sure? Well, yesterday was Wednesday, so. Oh, right. So that's how I know.
0: <laughs> so, the most pertinent part of this conversation to me—it's uh, a Thursday. Yeah, this so, party is happening on a Thursday. This is a, this is a Thursday style party. This party
1: is happening on a Thursday and it's like the loudest because like we said, this is like a produce. There are amps, there are stacks, there are lights there. Why like, have the
0: police not been called?
1: This, and it's in a neighborhood. So, yeah. you
0: know, I would like some flipping dad that has to work tomorrow would be like, hey, no, it's me. <laughs> I'm the dad who has to work tomorrow. I'd be like, hey, guys, I work at 4 a.m. Keep it down. Animal yeah. bag. Go to jail. Yeah.
1: No one called the cops on animal bag. <laughs> Ugh, this whole, this whole house party is so weird. So, um, okay, so while this is going on and Angela's in the mud, whatever, talking to Jordan, back at home, Patty and Graham are fighting about the fact that he let Angela go out on a school night, which again, yeah, Thursday. Um, and Patty whines that she always has to be the bad cop. And Graham always gets to be nice. And she accuses Graham and says, like, you know that Angela loves you more than she loves me. Which is just like, whoa.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but also probably true. <laughs> probably, I mean, can, can I mean, it's bar. harsh, but.
1: Yeah. So they're in the middle of this fight. And then Angela walks in
0: <laughs> looking like she straight up fought a bear. When I mean, she was at this party for, what, like 20 minutes tops, <laughs> fell in some mud, talked to Jordan, went home. Yeah. And it's like. She, her hair is
1: messed up and caked with mud. She somehow, her shoulder is torn, like her skin yeah, is torn which now. I don't
0: think that she was that messed up when she was sitting in the room with Jordan, so did she no, fall she had, back into the mud on the way out? She
1: tried to get out and, and was we just, just like didn't attacked, get to see that? attacked by animal bag fans and just, oh my gosh, <laughs> it, was a, it was a whole tussle. So she walks in just looking like a straight up mess and Patty like loses her mind again and goes nuts and yeah, it's a whole thing.
2: Oh, my God. What happened Penny. to you? Are you all right? Penny, what Penny, happened? Just... you explain it to her? Excuse me. You explain uh, it to is her. All right. This isn't her fault. Oh, God. Graham, of course it's her fault. She snowed you. I told you she Shut up.
1: up. So, Danielle's M.O. in this entire family and in the series and everything is when there's, like, a lot of tension and arguing and stuff. She interrupts with these just, like, non-sequitur, stupid... Like, like guess what I did at
0: gymnastics today yeah
1: like Stuart Matt TV style like right Bleh. and so <laughs> we get this really beautiful clip of like they're all fighting and she comes in and she's like "Man,
0: and tries to interject and Graham's like shut up and it's the best thing that's ever happened well deserved shut up <laughs> I just want to hear shut up over and over like it, that's the best it's that's so the best. yeah it's so beautiful
1: yeah, so the Chase family has this huge blowout. And since the, the soundtrack tells us that this is the worst fight that this household has ever seen. Oh
0: God, the dramatic
1: music. Oh my gosh, Graham <laughs> starts... Turning off lights and suggest that everyone just goes to bed. And it's like 8.30. Presumably because Angela went to this party and came home and they're all like, it's not like it's two in the morning and they're all but Danielle fighting. is
0: still up. Yeah. A kid that age would be in bed already if it was so late.
1: Yeah. And so Graham just starts turning off lights and like, let's all just go to bed.
0: Whereas I would be like, uh, uh, <laughs> do we have other options? Can we read? Is there? Well, I mean, and especially like, I don't have a lot of sympathy for Danielle because I find her super irritating. Uh, of course. But like, especially if I'm Danielle, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was not involved in this. Yeah. Why do I have to go to bed? Also, what does this have to do with me? No,
1: we're all going to bed.
0: What? Dark house,
1: curfew, we're all going to bed. <laughs> um, Danielle, the actor that plays Danielle and Angela are only a year apart in real life in yeah. this pilot. So Danielle's 13 and Angela's 14. Yeah, which is
0: super weird because Danielle- not Not Angela
1: and Danielle, the actors are, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, super weird. Um, okay, so at school the next day, because this party was on a Thursday, remember? <laughs> Angela dramatically- <laughs> Oh, they're, so they're in the cafeteria, and this is what she says. Cafeteria is the embarrassment capital of the world. It's like a prison movie. It's
0: like a prison movie. I'm
1: so glad that Angela thinks that prison is the embarrassment capital of the world. <laughs> I don't know if embarrassment
0: <laughs> is the word that I would use. Oh my gosh, prison. But I do appreciate that she stays on theme with, you know, co-opting the struggles of oppressed people. <laughs> that is, you know, at least she's consistent. Right. Because prison is so embarrassing. Oh, oh my else. god! <laughs> Who are you gonna sit with? It's like you don't know if you're like gonna be a white supremacist. Oh or my gosh! You're I can't. Be,
1: I can't wash my hair because I don't have like commissary money yet. Yeah. It's, oh my god. Oh, it's, it's so
0: embarrassing. It's,
1: oh, so embarrassing. Yeah. So they go from the super uh, embarrassing prison cafeteria uh, into the bathroom, and Ann says that <laughs> Ann has another great idea, and they have to go to this club called Let's Bolt because Tino can get them in. Tino, the obviously. Fixer. Yeah. In this scene, Rayanne is wearing a straight-up bra, like, as a shirt. Yep. A backwards baseball cap and a giant flannel shirt.
0: It's okay that she's wearing that bra because she's wearing the flannel over it. Of course. Yeah, that was... It's covered up. Yeah, it's fine.
1: This would never ever fly in any kind of high school ever. That you'd walk in in a bra and they would be like, "You need to either button up your shirt or you need to go home." Yeah, what is happening? She also does that super fun move where she sprays um, perfume and does like a body wave through
0: this it. This is actually <laughs> where I learned to do that. Yeah, <laughs> this episode of this show is where I learned to do that. To
1: do like the spray the mist I and walk. Through still it. do it. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Uh Ray-Ann's like, oh, yeah, we got to go to this party because Tina's going to get us in or this club or whatever. And then she leaves the bathroom and Sharon walks out of the stall. And so Sharon and Angela <laughs> have this little exchange about why they're not hanging out anymore. And um, Sharon uses this whole like, like thing of like, do you know what people are
0: saying about you to say what Sharon thinks about what her? What she wants Because to nobody say. is saying this about Angela because nobody is paying attention to Angela. No. This <laughs> is just Sharon's way of being like, this is what I think of you.
2: I just think you should know what people are saying about you. What? That, that you think you're so above everyone, and that, um, and that Rayanne Graf is like God to you now, and you just do whatever she says. And by the way, she's just using you, like she did with Jody Barsh. I just thought you should know. What'd she do to Jody Barsh? Oh, please. That's, like, so known.
1: It's, like, so known what happened to Judy Barsh. (laughs) Jody Barsh? Oh, yeah, Jody. Poor Jody Barsh. Jody. Um, So after that whole thing, they have this little talk about why they're not really hanging out anymore, and it's terrible.
2: So you just dropped your oldest friend for no reason? I mean, mean, just tell me what I did. I can't. It's not, like, one thing. It's not like that. Okay, great. So... Just never speak to me again. Real mature, Angela.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Nothing has ever sounded more sniveling. I
1: know. So, yeah, so they're, I guess it's one of those things like Angela's quote, outgrown her, moved on, whatever. Sharon's trying to figure out why they don't hang out as friends, which I thought like, This actually kind of rang true. Yeah. I felt like this exchange was pretty authentic for like what would happen between friends of just like, oh, why don't we hang out anymore? Except Angela says, I can't really tell. It's not like one thing. Right. Which which the implication is
0: that you did a bunch of stuff and I'm not going to tell you what it is. And it's really on you. Like, so deal with that, which is pretty garbage, honestly. Yeah.
1: Which is, yeah, it's not fair. Um and then Sharon uh, tells Angela that she hates her hair, which I'm like, yeah, good, good clap back, Sharon. Yeah. I I approve. Uh,
0: not that Sharon should be talking about anybody else's no, hair. No, no. But still.
1: But when you're put when you're pushed in that corner, it's just like, yeah, well, I hate your hair. Yeah. I'm like, good. Okay. Good job. Hit her where it hurts. All right. So uh, back that or uh, that night we're back at the dinner table and Patty attempts to have fun. <laughs> By suggesting that the whole family goes ice skating with like a weird like clown smile slapped across her face. It's like, like she
0: practiced it in the mirror.
1: Yeah, like she comes out, she's like, We should all go ice skating. And like nobody is, nobody is into it. it. Nobody, Nobody's <laughs> having it. Yeah. Graham wants to go shoot hoopies with his brother. And, pool. Oh, is it pool? Yeah. yeah. And uh yeah, Angela's got stuff going on, whatever. So Angela tries to pull the whole like like I'm sleeping over at Rayanne's, and Rayanne's gonna tell her mom that she's sleeping over at my house, and it's a whole like. Well, thing. they don't have to
0: do that because Rayanne's mom.
1: Oh, that's true. Rayanne's is mom is not
0: gonna be home, and nobody cares. Yeah. Oh. So this is only a one-way con.
1: That's true. So okay, so the whole time, this whole conversation, there's like this this whole basic dinner conversation going on where Angela's trying to sleep over at Rayanne's and blah blah blah. Um, this is just one of those weird asides that it's it's that whole thing, like we were saying, that Danielle, just her whole job is to interject nonsense into these things to, like, stumble up the flow of the conversation right. of, so that the, we're
0: trying to move the plot forward. The whole time she's asking if she can watch this movie that's going to be on TV tonight, like, over their conversation. And I, I am obsessed with this movie, and I spent a lot, a lot of time trying to figure out <laughs> if this was a real movie. Because explain so, the plot, because what Dan, movie it was, uh, because she she keeps explaining, like, Why she wants to watch this movie and why she's so interested in it. And apparently this is a movie about how uh, there's this woman. Oh, wait. And by the way, Danielle is what, like 10? 10 Yeah. Danielle is like 10. Yeah. Yeah. So she wants to watch this movie about this woman who's a phone sex operator and then people start getting murdered and then she gets murdered like through the phone. (laughs) I want to watch this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And she,
1: so she's like dropping all these things in between all the, all the, uh, like in information in between the conversation where the more information she drops about this movie you're just the like more bananas, it's it very inappropriate for a child
0: to watch. And right. by the
1: way, spoiler at the end, her mom's like, yes, of course you can watch the movie. Of course you can
0: watch <laughs> it. <laughs> and it's like, you haven't been listening. It's almost like that thing where you're, you know, your parents aren't listening to you and you yeah.
1: just- you're going to sneak something by them. Yeah. and be like, yes, I get to watch this phone sex operator mu- murder movie tonight. I'm so excited. I still want to know how you could get killed through the phone. So Bess Armstrong, the woman who plays uh, Patty, is like she's 40 at this point. Right. Which I understand 40 years old in the 90s is different than 40 years old now. Like, it certainly looks different like you for, and I are like closer to 40. I'm gonna than, be
0: 40 in four years. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm gonna look like that in four years. God willing, no. 90s, 40 was different than it is yeah. now. All
1: of our moms looked older at, at our age than we totally. Do now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's still, it's not helping anything. So also during this conversation, we get the because they're all talking about like high school, like this conversation is just going all over the place. Angela wants to sleep at Rand Dan wants to watch or Danielle wants to watch this movie. There, for some reason, they get on this thing about talking about how popular Patty was in high school, and she gets like all up in her own beehole hole while Graham's discussing that she was like, "Oh my gosh, they almost had to put the prom on hold because you had a,
0: a appendicitis or something." Right, because because if Patty couldn't go to the prom, then the prom couldn't happen. Yeah, and
1: she just like snivels or snickers and just like, mm-hmm, yeah, "No, that's not entirely true." Like she's but just,
0: she she loves she it. She
1: loves this. Oh my gosh. the worst.
0: (laughs) But I also like how that detail kind of sets up the difference between her and Angela and like the reason that they don't understand each other because Angela is not the popular girl. Patty was like the cheerleader. They are not the same girl. Yeah. And she has, she assumes that her mom has these expectations
1: on her to be like this pretty popular or whatever. And she's, and I'm not. Yeah.
0: And her mom has a hard time relating to her through any other lens than her own teenage experience, which is not what Angela's is. Exactly. Yeah, so this whole conversation is just ramping up,
1: Danielle, with the sex worker movie or the phone sex operator movie, um, the thing like, can I sleep over here, whatever, and then it explodes when we find out, <gasps> Ricky is bi. Oh my god. And Patty's reaction- Do you hear this terminology? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Patty's reaction is problematic. <laughs> I find Ricky a little
2: confusing. Okay, so maybe he's bi. Who cares? His cousin can still dry.
1: What? He is What? Do you hear these terms she's throwing around? Bi? It means bisexual.
0: He's bisexual?
1: How can he be bi anything? He's a child.
2: He's obviously very confused. No, he's not confused. He wears eyeliner.
0: He does? He wears eyeliner? (laughs) I mean, it's kind of funny that someone on a show that also features Jared Leto is freaking out about a man who wears eyeliner. (laughs) (laughs) If you think about that. But everything that she just said makes me want to throw her out a window. Every single thing. These
1: terms she's throwing She's...
0: he's very confused like get out of here yeah I'm personally offended by this I mean this yeah you should be
1: I am on the other hand, like this whole, again, this whole kind of situation kind of rings true because the, the whole setup for that thing was that Angela's trying to convince her mom to let her go, I think like uh, sleep at Rayanne's, but then uh, Ricky's cousin is going to drive them and then Patty's freaking out because she's like, I don't know this Rayanne and right. I, I don't know this Ricky and I don't know Ricky's cousin and everything, which is totally something my mom would have done. I think moms Oh, my, do. my mom would yeah. too.
0: My mom is not letting me run off with people she doesn't know. Yeah. She's barely letting me run off with people I do know.
1: Right. Like, You can't go sleep at this person's house. I haven't met her mother. You can't get in a car with somebody I don't know. So it's like, I can understand that. This is
0: not unreasonable. No. Like all of the weird homophobia is unreasonable. Completely (laughs) unreasonable. But, you know, to to Angela's point, you know, just because Ricky is bi does not mean his cousin cannot drive. True. They are not not related. They are not
1: mutually exclusive.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So after this whole blow up, Angela just
1: leaves. Danielle gets to watch her weird movie, whatever. So Angela oh, just, like, walks out the door, squats in the bushes, and changes into her Axl Rose groupie clothes for
0: Let's Bolt. Right, because, and Axel Rose is, like, earlier in the episode when they were all having dinner, like, that was when they were talking about the scandal of her hair. Like, that was sort of Graham's... Attempt. Culture point. <laughs> yeah. It was like, oh, yeah, cool, rock and roll, Axl Rose. Right. And it's just like... Okay,
1: but yeah, so Angela, her she's wearing like a corset and a mini skirt, like a denim mini skirt. And then one of those wide belts that's like a Western style with a lot of silver. It's called a
0: concho. uh, Thank you. Yes.
1: (laughs) Thank you. And um, leggings, I think, like black leggings, like ankle length black leggings. Yeah. Uh, And at some point it pans down and she's wearing white
0: socks, which I think white socks and white kids.
1: Yes, which like
0: I style sneakers, which I think disappear at some point. There are a lot of shoes in this next little section. There are.
1: But so, yeah, so she changes into this thing. And Brian Krakow is taking one of those regular teenage nighttime bicycle rides down the street like yeah, you do. Lurking.
0: Yeah, totally. Being He's a, doing his night lurk. Being a lurker. <laughs> and gives Working her... Working on my night lurk. I don't have any more lyrics. Trying to get those... Awkward
1: teenage blues. <laughs> so yeah, um, so he comes up and gives, starts giving her like this hardest time about her new tryhard life and I, I support it.
0: You look better before.
1: Like I'm devastated.
0: Like I am. Oh, look at me. I'm way cool. I'm off with my way cool friends to sniff floor wax. That's right. Cover that zit.
2: You want me to do yours? <laughs>
0: I just love that whole exchange, though, yeah, like it is the it is maybe one of the only genuine things, like conversations mm-hmm. that I hear Angela have with anybody in this episode where she's not like trying so hard, and maybe it's just because she knows Brian, yeah, because they've known each other forever, yeah, and she's not at odds with him, like she is i mean she is a little bit like they're arguing here, but this feels like a very natural mm-hmm. conversation, and like Like, it just reverts back to their, like, brother-sister kind of relationship that they probably had Yeah, this is, like, the only, the first time we've seen her have a conversation or relate to anybody in a way that feels, like, genuine and not forced and not, like, where she's not trying to reach above her pay grade. Yeah, Yeah. basically. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, uh, yeah, so she takes off from Brian in the street making fun of her and everything, gets in Ricky's... cousin's Cousin's car Cadillac or whatever it is Right. yeah so they end up at let's bolt so the next scene is in the parking lot (laughs) of let's bolt Rayanne is drinking a giant bottle of booze because she drinks
0: yeah this is not even like a fifth this is this is like Like I mean like a Jack Daniels right like (laughs) this is just a full this is a full bottle the only thing bigger than this is a handle yeah
1: like yes And she's like swigging it like a pirate so that we know that like Rayanne drinks. Yeah. And
0: she knows how to drink. This is not the first time she's drunk. She drinks all the time. This is straight liquor.
1: Yeah. And in a contrast, she hands the bottle to uh, Angela who takes a swig and like makes the bitter face of like, oh, this is gross. Right. And then Ricky is also there just being cool and like not drinking because he's better than everybody. And I mean that. Yeah, Ricky is too good Ricky for is, these people. <laughs> does not
0: deserve these friends. Ricky deserves—he <laughs> deserves so much. A better. completely different life with good people. Yeah,
1: this will come up again because they just—they treat him like garbage throughout the series. Um, but yeah.
0: yeah, and I know that thing where it's like, look, I could have these friends or I could have no friends. So you take a, take what you can get. And Ricky is certainly in a position to be like these friends but or no friends. So but good. he's so much better than yes. any of them. He has such
1: a good heart. He's such a good person. Um, so because they're in club where we've told you Angela's dressed like a groupie, Rayanne is dressed like one of the banger sisters in this like burgundy bodycon halter dress. That looks like it was turned into a halter. Like yeah. maybe it wasn't originally. And I can't tell she's either wearing thigh high fringed boots or like thigh high
0: leggings with or it's, Like thigh yeah, it's hard to tell what is going on because of how dark it is. Yeah, but I think she has, it seems like she has thigh high boots, but then when they change shoes,
1: it looks like maybe thigh highs.
0: Either way, she definitely. But the fringe still disappears when they. So I don't know how, what happens to the fringe. But yeah. There's fringe and then there isn't fringe and it's a mystery. And
1: either way, believe me, when we find, when we meet her mom later, she
0: definitely borrowed this from her mom's closet. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it looks like it. This is te- definitely mom hoochie, not yeah. high school hoochie. <laughs> yeah. Which like, I mean, I know the difference between all the different stratuses of hoochie yeah. because I'm a hoochie. The stratum,
1: the hoochie stratum. Yeah. Yeah. I have a chart. Yeah so uh ryan and angela i guess get the implication is that they get progressively more drunk because they're kind of sitting on the ground later while they're waiting for tino to get there to get them into let's bolt and they're kind of like giggly and like comparing shoe sizes and they're like let's switch shoes and they're just like oh this is so funny whatever and so they're just kind of killing time in the parking lot waiting for tino to get there and then ricky <laughs> launches this the classic this classic line that's gonna like it echoes throughout the the annals of this yeah and you know what
0: i love ricky but how dare you make this come out of her mouth if you were about to do it okay what would you want the other person to say like right before
2: this won't take long no seriously don't i know you no for real like like romantic you're so beautiful
1: It hurts to look at
0: you. No. (laughs) And then they all stare like, that's really profound. (laughs) Like it is the deepest thing that anyone has ever said. I mean, and like, to be fair, this is one of those high school things. I mean, I think, I think when we were watching the episode, like so many of the things that she says like this Mm -hmm. remind me of how, when I was in high school, one of my, college application essays was about how I knew the meaning of life <laughs> so the pretension god yeah
1: <laughs> so yeah yeah and, and Ricky's even like I really like that like it's just like this, mm, mm. this like wise moment yeah so good live laugh love yeah the, the great thing is one of the greatest Christmas gifts that I've ever received, my friend got me a coffee mug with one, a picture of Angela on one side and you turn it around it says, uh, it hurts to look at you on the other side. Oh my God, it's I wonderful. want that. I'll post a picture of okay. it on the, on the Instagram. On the Instagram. Um, okay, so they have that little darling exchange whatever about it. hurts to look at you and so they are oh so rayanne takes off and she's like i'm gonna tell jordan because supposedly jordan's there or is gonna be there so she's like running through the parking lot and they literally run into this 30 <laughs> year old neck beard and his friend who tries to convince rayanne to go into his van with her it's and like it's you, literally a van yeah like, it's like these gross just parking lot. they're in like leather like 90s leather blazers like wilson's leather blazers yeah. and they have like it's yeah they're just super gross so there's this whole thing where the guy's like you should come into my van and ryan's kind of like eh, like don't tell me what to do but like slinking towards him all right. gross and angela's just like watching this happen and then the guys are like no only the two girls get to come with us and like ricky needs to take off and so angela says well no we can't leave we can't ricky. ricky and ryan's like ricky don't mind and then ricky's like oh, yeah i don't mind which S- is
0: garbage horrible it's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it's so upsetting to me
1: oh <laughs> don't leave ricky ever Oh my gosh. So Angela's just watching this whole scene unfold between like Rayanne and this dude and kind of like recognizing that Rayanne is kind of like a raging drama garbage fire. Like she's just kind of like a lot to take care of because she's drunk and this guy's telling her what to do. And she's like, don't tell me what to do. And then he pushes her on the ground and then she throws a bottle of alcohol at him. And there's like this whole tussle. And then the cops show up after this whole kerfuffle. Ricky. Ricky. My hero, Ricky, is like, I got a jet and, like, kisses Angela on the cheek is like, I'm out. and Yucks yep. off. <laughs> and that was the right move. Save yourself, Ricky. So the cops show up. They arrest Angela and Rayanne and throw them in the back of the cop car. Rayanne is somehow, like, incomprehensibly drunk at this point, like, stumbly, just, like, crazy drunk. So they're getting into the back of the cop car. Rayanne looks over
0: and sees Jordan. And his gang of dads. (laughs) Yeah, it's like he's, it's like Jordan is hanging out with the neighborhood dads who like to like gather in one of their garages. And like have a band. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, they're never, it's never going to be anything. They're not trying to get gigs or anything. They just like to play together, you know? Yeah. And that band is called 30 Seconds to (laughs) Mars.
1: But they could have cast this better. I mean, like even 90210, even though all the actors were, you know, 40 or whatever, they looked cool. Mm, Like, you know. Not Andrea. No, well, no. <laughs> no, but like the guys, you know, and not Steve, but right. like leather jackets and like flannels, like they passed as teenagers ish. Like we bought, okay, they're supposed to be young, cool people, even though they're like 40. Right. These just straight up look like dads. Yeah. Like
0: shopping. At, 100% shopping dads. at Coles. softball dads. Like so. maybe Jordan's dad came to pick him up from there and he was with his actual garage van he was like, guys come with me to pick up my son. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what Jordan's doing, hanging out with these people. So, yeah. but Angela sees Jordan from the cop car, and Jordan sees Angela, and this is like the best moment of Angela's life because he recognizes oh her. Oh my
1: gosh, they have so much street cred now because she's in the back of a cop car. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. So Angela and the cop are taking. Uh, the cop has to go drop Ray- Rayanne off at her house. She like can't even walk at this point. She's oh, before she gets out of the cop car, she tells Angela, "You know, with your hair like that, it hurts to look at you." And I threw up
0: a little. Yeah,
1: and it's okay. So Angela, or, uh, Rayanne gets out of the cop car. The cop has to like help her up the stairs because she's so stumbly and like drunk. And Angela, in the voiceover, is like, "Nobody was home at Rayanne's house." So like the cops are just gonna leave you a, you an underage, drunk, drunk high school home girl. alone. Yeah. Just flop her inside that. Like, hopefully, he put her on her stomach, right? Just so she doesn't vomit, choke. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, "All right, bye. Good luck. Hope hope your mom gets home soon." Yeah. So um, these are pretty lax cops, though. As well. Yeah, see. I, I know they're just like, whatever. Hope you're okay. So in the back of the cop car, like it, it cuts to the cop is like bringing Angela home, and she, I guess, has been in this conversation, educating this grown <laughs> police officer about Anne Frank because apparently he's never heard of Anne Frank and it's so great because the cop has zero time for Angela's white nonsense. She was hiding, but
2: in this other way, she wasn't. She'd like stopped hiding. She was free.
0: Don't do this again. Literal there crickets. are literal crickets when she's talking about all of this profound and Frank shit. Yeah. And who, by the way, this cop is African-American cop. Yeah. So, like, please tell me more about how you've just discovered that sometimes people are oppressed. This is very interesting to me.
1: But somehow, really, they're free when they're trapped and oppressed by other yeah. people. Oh,
0: you're right. I never thought about it that way. Yeah. Thank you, white teen. <laughs>
1: Thank you for that service. (laughs) Yeah, the crickets that you're hearing is the cop in the front seat staring back at her with this, or yeah, staring back at Angela with this look on his face, just like, what are you (laughs) saying to me right now? And then he's just like, don't do this again. Get out of my car. So Instead, I think Angela actually asked the cop, like, please don't walk me up to my door. She does. And yeah. then
0: Brian is standing outside because he's still on no, no, the no, night no. Work.
1: Brian's not standing outside. That's right. Brian is sitting in a tree. <laughs> Brian is perched in a tree reading. Uh-huh. So who knows how late this is because she already left at dinner time. Right. So maybe that was like 8.39-ish, like 7, eight. They killed a bunch of time outside of Let's Bolt, had this interaction with, with van guys. Ryan enough time passed that Ryan was stumbling drunk. I feel like it's got to be like 1 a.m. Yeah. Uh, Right? Yeah. And Brian's outside Angela's house in a tree reading. So quirky. Like a creep. So sensitive. (laughs) So so instead of the cop doing what he should do, which is walking Angela up to the door to her parents' house, he releases her into the custody of this tree-dwelling weirdo that's just like, yeah, I'll take her. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, yeah, keep an eye on her. Like, okay. (laughs) What? So Brian walks her home and uh, Everybody Hurts by R.E.M. starts playing over the thing, which is, uh, we were talking about, I think this is one of the few, there weren't a lot of like licensed actual popular songs in yeah, the series, when right? you, Yeah.
0: And this is a very, like, this is one of the most 90s things you think of, this show. And the actual show soundtrack does not have a ton of music you would think of like as, ooh, 90s music. And right. like this R.E.M. song is one of the only times when you get something like that.
1: Yeah. Well used, by the way. Yeah, it's, totally. I mean, it's great for this scene. So, um, yeah, so they're walking home and Angela turns a corner to walk to her house and spots Graham, her dad, in the street, breaking up with some office chick. And, like, it looks like they're having an argument and he's explaining something to her and she's super obvious. So implying that
0: Graham's been cheating on Patty. Right. And and this is, I I really like, um, you can see in the streetlight, this office chick has the same red hair. Yeah that angela has and it i like that parallel of like that it bookends like yeah her becoming this different person and then seeing her dad in this different way that she didn't want to
1: yeah and it just you can see on her face that it's just like oh my gosh what is happening my dad is not the person i thought he was he's not the person i you know that or i'm not the person he thought i was all that kind of stuff it's yeah like a whole thing so, uh, yeah, so they're walking home. They're talking about the, the pathetic year 2000
0: <laughs> yearbook theme. It's just, you know, what it's going to be like then <laughs> in six years. Yeah. <laughs> also, I mean, I think about like year 2000. That's when I graduated from high school. Yeah, me so too. So it's like... That's your yearbook theme, yeah, guys. It's t- going to be real disappointing. All it is is that one Green Day song over and over. Yeah. It's not really any. There's no jetpacks. No, there's it's like, just
1: that one Green Day song. There's That's it. Smash Mouth and some real anticlimactic Y2K fear. Yeah, yeah. It's nothing's going to happen. Um, so yeah, they're talking, and then we see that super iconic shot of like them standing on either side of the street in silhouette with that like beautiful shaft of light coming through the trees. And the trees on them. either side. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. That's. Real well done. So Angela goes inside and sneaks upstairs to wipe off her lipstick and shed her club gear. And she goes into Patty's, uh, her mom's room, like all fresh-faced and clean and everything. And... Patty's sitting on her bed in her prairie nightgown.
0: <laughs> yeah, and the, we were watching the episode, and like she's doing something with a little square or something in her hands. And I was like, Oh, is she texting? And then I realized, <laughs> Nope. She, no, she's like, That's a checkbook. That's a paper checkbook. She's yeah. balancing the checkbook. Yeah, she's doing is not texting. She's doing
1: business for her printing business. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so she comes in, and we learned through voiceover that Patty is adopted. <sighs> and then this crap oh, happens. God. My mother's
2: adopted. For a while, she was looking for her real parents. I guess that's what everyone's looking for.
0: Okay. <laughs> I don't think it's the same. <laughs> oh, it's exactly the same. <laughs> oh. I think I think almost any adopted person would tell you it's exactly the same. Totally the same. Of trying to discover
1: if their parents are cheating on each other. That's the same as finding your birth parents. Yeah. So they have this whole like back and forth exchange and Angela apologizes for my hair and for everything. Uh-huh. And they like reconcile and it's like the most dramatic, like the music swells. This is one of those moments that I hated in the show, even as a teenager, because it's just so like Patty, like Angela rushes toward her on the bed and, and Patty envelops her in this hug. And the, like, there's an expression on her face. That's just like the prodigal son is, her son is returning home. Like, it's just like, <gasps> Uh, like, it's just... Yeah, it's and a, it's, like, it's hair. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. It's a whole thing. And so she apologizes for her her hair. And then Patty says, it's actually not that bad.
0: And it's, like, okay, great. Thanks for torturing me all week about it. Yes!
1: Thanks for this needless crap storm, Patty. Like, thank you for putting all of the family through all this crap where it had to dominate, like, dinner discussions and fights broke out between her and Graham. And it, it uh, like crescendoed in this whole thing of like she loves you more than she loves me like this whole thing over like patty could have just been accepting of it and just been like yeah it's hair it's actually not that yeah. bad flipping patty so yeah so it's nice and angela falls asleep in her arms and it's cute and i mean that's good for them yeah <laughs> so, you know
0: <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice moment even though it, it's come
1: to be yeah a, even though it's, it's like garbage. cheese town yeah it's it's fine um, so in a nice bookend at the, at the end of the show, we're back in the high school hallway. We see Jordan again, leaning,
0: obviously all the leaning. I mean, in this first episode, they must've wanted him to, they were so into that lean. They must've been like, look, every time we see you, you need to be either doing something with a liquid drop <laughs> or you need to be leaning.
1: You need to be putting preferably liquid- both. Yeah. Liquid drops in some, in or- some orifice, it's some orifice delivering or delivered through a drop system and or leaning and leaning. So like well with eye drops, I guess you have to, you lean have plenty, to lean. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's probably where he developed that leaning technique because he uses so many eye drops and maybe he's such a stoner.
1: Yeah. And maybe at this time it was still pilot only. So they were like, look, this is your one shot. You got right. You got to get
0: as many leans in
1: as you, gotta, you can. You got to lean it up, Catalano. You, yeah, you need to lean for the network. Yeah. So they actually speak to each other. And he acts like he literally can't look at her or that maybe it's like killing him internally to speak. It's just like. I don't even remember what they say. It's, it's a really small exchange, but he's he's got his eyes closed the whole time. Like he won't even look As at her. As if he's in
0: searing pain. So
1: disrespectful. Just so like he can't even make time in his day for her.
0: Yeah, it's to even open his eyes like halfway.
1: Yeah and uh but of course because angela she's just like this is the greatest like oh my gosh he talked to me and it's like no, no respect yourself more than that <laughs> <laughs> you deserve better than that um also jordan is wearing a choker yep man choker jared leto's wearing a choker and he wears throughout this whole episode he kind of just wears like long sleeve like henley yeah. like three button kind of Whatever. Yeah, like a
0: Henley, like a waffle shirt. Yeah, this like isn't... A, like a thermal.
1: Yeah, exactly. This isn't full Jordan yet with like the like Dickies and like mechanic blue collar. Right, because they <laughs> get way into
0: that later. This is just kind of generic Jordan because yeah. they didn't know if they were getting him back or yeah. what. Yeah, so he doesn't... This is like so he's pre- this kind of pre-grunge Jordan guy. Yeah,
1: yes, exactly. And like pre-hair drapes, like he just kind of has like Dawson's Creek kind of hair. Yeah,
0: oh, that's right, he does. Yeah,
1: he doesn't have his long like greasy whatever prog rock hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he, he doesn't have like his flannels and everything yet um, So at that point Ryan and Ricky walk up with this like Group of random extras Regaling everybody with like last night's drama So we get to hear that Oh hey girlfriend Hey Angela Ask Angela, she was there Angela, tell We hung out and these guys, they tried to pick them up huh? It was totally
2: wicked, am I right? And the cops came I'm telling you, we had a time, didn't we? Didn't we have a time? We did
1: had a time i do like Ryan's like hey girlfriend yeah it's <laughs> the whole like sass of france <laughs> so yeah they had a time
0: i don't know that i would describe that as a time i mean it's a t- I, I mean i think that's kind of the point of that phrase is that uh, it, it was a time yeah they didn't say good
1: yeah it's like 90s equ- equivalent of like well that just happened Yeah. But they're making it like, oh my gosh, and then it was crazy, and then this amazing thing happened, whereas if I'm Angela, I'm like, no, you got super drunk and almost got us assaulted by these guys, and then we got brought home by the cops, which has never happened to me because I'm a good student.
0: Right, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm sure that being brought home by the cops is not something that Ray ann thinks anything about. Yeah, you straight up were um, totally happy to ditch Ricky and then scared him and he had to run
1: away. Yeah. None of this is good. You're a bad friend. (laughs) Yeah. And meanwhile, Angela's just forced to be like, we had a time. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: so that is the episode. By the way, in that whole thing, Angela's wearing a sleeveless chambray mom shirt. <laughs> like
0: a- uh I have a sleeveless chambray shirt. I have it right now. I wore it to see the goo goo dolls like last year. <laughs> Cause I um, you know, I don't move forward in time, <laughs> I guess.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. So, yeah, so that's the whole episode. Um, Angela gotten some shenanigans. She left her old good girl ways. And what's going to happen next? Hijinks Sue. She dyed her hair. She's hanging out with this Ricky. He wears eyeliner. He's bi. What's going to happen? <laughs> uh, so we did look up some of the cast ages, um, just so you kind of know and have some. I'm always fascinated by this, by like how old people actually are. Yeah. Um, so as we said, Rayanne is twenty. Um, Angela is around fourteen to sixteen throughout the the series. Jordan is to anywhere from twenty two to twenty four since it takes place over a couple of years. Uh, Ricky's twenty one. Um, Brian, who's we said mentioned, is the only other one that's actual kind of high school age is sixteen. And then Sharon's twenty, which is crazy because she is the
0: other one. I would have if I had to guess. Yeah, like she would be sixteen. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, a teen looking like a mom. It's right. crazy.
0: Okay, so one
1: thing that we wanted to do because fashion plays such a huge role in this whole series is uh, we're gonna do a, a weekly feature called It Hurts to Look at You. It Hurts to Look at You. Okay, so in this feature, we are going to both name our favorite, uh, our best and worst looks from each episode. All right, so Selena, what was your best, your favorite one?
0: Uh, so my favorite, I feel like I have to choose. This is my favorite look uh, because I realized after I made fun of it that I wore it recently. <laughs> um, my favorite look is Rand's bra and flannel shirt situation. <laughs> so like the other day, I mean, look, I, like I said, I have that chambray shirt. I wore it to see the Goo Goo Dolls. There are a lot of things I didn't get to do in the 90s or wear or be or look like. And uh, so like that is back. Yeah. And I am leaning into it because I can And the other day, I for sure wore, like, leggings and, like, a bralette and a flannel shirt. (laughs) So for me to not choose that as the best look would be... Okay. Okay. So my,
1: I was going to save this because it shows up throughout the series, but since it was in the first episode, I had to name this because I, the first time I saw this, I wanted it. I still want it to this day. And that's Ricky's shirt that he's wearing when he meets Angela's mom. And it's that, if you remember, it's like a yellow background and it has black kind of like brick oh, yeah. squares and then random kind of tilty red squares over the black squares, just like randomly placed yeah. throughout the shirt. I would wear that shirt now. I wanted it when I saw it later on in the series. I think he also pairs it with like a pirate like bandana on his head. And I love it. I want that shirt. So there that, are a lot
0: of Ricky outfits I would wear.
1: Yes. So that is that is one of my favorites. Every time it shows up, I'm like, yes, I love that shirt. Okay. So what are the the worst? What's your your least favorite in this episode? Uh,
0: I will surprise no one that specifically. I mean, if we're going to talk about a whole outfit, I guess it could be the whole outfit. But really specifically, it's that granny sandal and socks situation <laughs> that Sharon has in your book. I mean, that whole outfit is a travesty. There's no excuse for it. No excuse. <laughs> But the sock sandal thing and everything she's wearing is like some shade of pink or maroon. Yeah. And and she has red hair. Yeah. Like, why? I know. No one, no real redhead would dress themselves in those colors. Yeah. In that color palette.
1: It's, just, it's a lot. It is a, a lot. It's a lot in one look. It's a lot going on. Um, okay, so my least favorite one is the very first uh, – okay, it's the very first thing that we see – well, I guess the second um, outfit that we see Angela in at the very, very beginning when she's still kind of before pre-Crimson Glow phase. So she's wearing this thing when she's talking to, to Sharon in the hall at the very beginning, and it's like a blue, too short, too wide, like just cornflower blue kind of sad slouchy sweater, um, like a little plaid oh kind God. of skirt that goes with it. <laughs> yeah. And then white tights. White tights. And little loafers.
0: Nobody over the age of like three wears white tights, not even in the 90s.
1: So bad. And she's tiny, and it makes her just look like a sausage. And that
0: is why you don't wear white tights.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's a bad, bad look. And I get what they're going for. I get that it's supposed to be, it's supposed to like define like a, like a strong line in the sand between like who Angela was and who she's becoming. Like they right, have to yeah, do that, the stark contrast.
0: And of, to use that as a visual cue is, is it works. Yes.
1: Oh, and also at, but the, it's hideous. Yeah, at the beginning of the show, because it's presumably she dyed her hair red in real life. So she's wearing this like
0: awful wig.
1: This right, terrible they didn't film
0: it in order. So at the beginning they got to cover that up. Yeah. This
1: like terrible, just like Sandy Brown, but it's like a bad wig and the sweater and the skirt and the white tights. It's just like head to toe awful it's hard to look at. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us for our first episode. I hope you will come back and join us weekly. We are happy to have you here. Anything you want to say?
0: Send me an email if you can get me an animal bag t-shirt. Are you a person who knows animal bag, who worked with animal bag? Uh, If you live in LA, there are a lot of industry people. Somebody must know animal bag. Please send me an animal bag t-shirt. Yes. Or if you're the kind of person who can produce clothing and
1: you want to make me that Ricky shirt and send it to me, oh my gosh, I will wear the heck out of that. Make two. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. Join us each week for a new episode of My So Life. Follow us on Instagram at MySoPodLife to check out visuals from the show. You can also get in touch with us at mysopodlife at gmail.com and on Facebook at MySoPodLife to join in the conversation. And please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcastery. Talk to you next week. Shut up!